the biggest thing, the two biggest things that I realized was self-acceptance. I was not accepting myself for who I was. Sure. And there was so much judgment. There was so much judgment. You know, people say like, oh, I am my biggest critic. That's horrible. Welcome to the Emotional Compass. This is Bodhi. And Abiel. So what are we talking about today? Well, uh, the other night I was uh, enjoying a lovely dinner with a couple of friends. And uh, one of them, by the name of Michelle, she said, Hey, you should do a podcast on self-love. And I was like, dude, right on the head. I would love to do a podcast about self-love. That's that's actually a really, really good topic. And something that I think both of us have been journeying with. I know I it's not that I was struggling with, but when I first heard the concept of self-love, my biggest question was, how do you love yourself? How, like, what are the mechanics of that? What does it look like? And... But before even we get there, my my biggest question was, I, I don't think it was even a question. My biggest realization was that we don't love ourselves. Most people don't love themselves. There, There's this old uh, Buddhist story that goes like these monks, you know, there's like the head monk. And then there's the, the head monk's brother and head monk's best friend. And there's a sick monk. And then there's like a useless monk. That's always like snoring and sleeping and all of that. Is there a chip monk? <laughs> Good one. <laughs> so all of these guys, they go into the cave to meditate for days on end. And uh, a few days later, these robbers come to the cave because they had hid their treasure there. And they see these monks there. So their first reaction is, we're going to kill all these guys. You know, because now they know where our treasure is hidden and they're going to go out and tell people we can't have that. So the head monk, who's like a really smooth talker, you know, he's like, don't worry, I'll go talk to them. So he's like, you know, this is the situation. Don't worry. We're very trustworthy people. We're monks. We're not going to tell anyone. And so the the thief is like, but I have to kill one of you. You got to pick which one. So who do you think he picked? The head monk. You think he picked himself. And that's the answer that most people give, that he picked himself. The thing is that he didn't pick his brother because he does not love his brother more or less than anyone else. He didn't pick his best friend because he doesn't love his best friend more or less than anyone else. He didn't even pick the useless monk because he doesn't love the useless monk more and less than anyone else. And he didn't even pick himself because he doesn't love himself more or less than anyone else. So the moral of the story is that you should be loving yourself the way you would love your family, your loved ones, your spouse, your partner the way you direct that love towards the other person, where you show them compassion, the way you're 
accepting of their faults and flaws, the way you forgive them, the way you know you, you direct all that love and forgiveness and non-judgment towards another, direct that towards yourself. That's what self-love is all about. Wow. I see it a little bit differently. <laughs> well, to, to end that story, that little, uh, little story, um, there's a quote from Khalil Gibran, uh, the, the author of The Prophet, that really popular book. And it goes like... I love that book, by the way. Yeah, it's an amazing book. And it said, God said, love your enemy. And I obeyed and I loved myself. Wow, that's deep. Good one. (laughs) Uh, So for me, uh, the fact that your skin regenerates, that your internal organs work, that you could inhale and exhale, are all signs that you love yourself. The only part of yourself that does not love yourself is that little egoic mind that's really, really tiny. And that little guy jumps around and makes all this noise, but in reality, it's almost like you telling the earth that you can move it. You are love, but the illusion is that you're not and that you don't love yourself. And you create these stories and they're elaborate and they make sense to you and only you, and you believe them and you have horrible self-talk to yourself because that's how you've been raised or how your parents have talked to you or talked about themselves and you create all these tensions but they're all so insignificant so to me self-love is not so much something that we acquire something that we are and the only way to get to self-love is the releasing of all the other things that are carrying on it's like barnacles on a whale Mm. So that whale is joyous to be out there swimming around. But all those little barnacles, that's all your little problems that you think are problems. Yeah, but I think we're talking about the same thing here. It's just I'm going about it on a more, I guess, intellectual level, and you're approaching it from a more heart level, you know? Well, we were talking about emotions, and this is... Right, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, I mean, my journey of self-love has been... I don't want to use the word struggle, because I'm trying to stay away from those negative words. But my journey of self-love has been evolutionary. It has been revolutionary. It has... It has unveiled to me all the negative self-talk that Mm. I do to myself. And I feel like gratitude and affirmations are the antithesis of that negative self-talk. It brings you back to the, you know, the equilibrium where you're, you have that bent towards that negativity. Because I feel like somewhere I was reading like 80% of our thoughts are negative. 80%. Or 80% you remember, (laughs) and you remember, you know, four out of one negative thoughts, right? Right. And I think in my journey, I don't know if your journey has been the same, but what the biggest thing, the two biggest things that I realized was self-acceptance. I was not accepting myself for who I was. Sure. 
And there was so much judgment. There was so much judgment. You know, people say like, oh, I am my biggest critic. That's horrible. By the way, if you find yourself out there, audience, judging other people, just realize that you're judging yourself even harder. So your barometer, your ability to determine how much you judge yourself is how judgmental you are towards others. That's true. That's very, very true. And to me, there was this huge awakening um, in my early 30s, uh, late 20s, where it became a practice not to judge or not not to judge others. And that, in essence, relieved all the inner conflict that I had created upon myself for judging myself. So to me, self-love has a progression, and it's really cool. So a lot of us are unaware of the fact that we're having negative talk or even judging ourselves. That's just normal. So we assimilate it and we carry on. It's almost like you have a bum leg and then all of a sudden you're like, you ha- imagine your right leg is bum. And all of a sudden you're like, man, my left knee is hurting. Why is my left knee hurting so much? Well, because you have been avoiding putting pressure on your right leg, so now your left knee has been suffering. Right. That's the same way. It's overcompensating. Yeah. Whenever you have all these internal dialogue that's super toxic and negative, it's reflected on your exterior. But all that is what we like to call unconscious or subconscious. So awareness that you're doing those things. So how do I gain awareness, right? Two minutes a day of quietness, of reviewing what you went through your day is what, what's that Google, um, Google meditation book? Um, what is it called? Search inside yourself. Search inside yourself. Great book. You should read it. But basically if I could sum up that book is you take two days two two minutes every day and something starts to dislodge and your awareness starts to grow. The moment that you become aware then you can start accepting all the ugly, all the bad, all the things you you despise about yourself because those are your gifts. Those are the things that you're put forth in this life in order for you to develop and grow. And then once you accept those things, magically, I swear to God, magically, things start to change and self-love starts to emerge. And before you know it, then you become the creator of your reality, you no longer are stuck with your story. Now you have so much more energy to move forward, so much more love for others. Dude, it's an avalanche, an avalanche of pure love, I swear. Yeah, for me, it was, I feel self-love has three pillars. Uh, The first being self-forgiveness, which was really, really hard for me to do because I kept beating myself over the past mistakes and I just couldn't let them go. And I was like, until I don't forgive myself, I'm not going to get past this. So letting go comes before forgiving forgiveness or how does that work? Right. It comes, it's tandem, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we've talked about a whole podcast on forgiveness. That's why we're talking about self-love now. (laughs) (laughs) So it came forgiveness then acceptance, that was my second pillar. It's like, okay, now I forgive myself. Now can I accept whatever I'm, I'm criticizing myself for, right? These, I wouldn't call them limitations, but there are certain things that, you know, that are part of you 
that you keep criticizing, where, whether it's external, you know, like there's a lot of people that criticize themselves for the way they look. I know I do. Or, or you know, their, their weight or the way they carry themselves or the way they are around people or the way they talk or act or move. or These are all external things. Yeah. And then, of course, habits, you know, the, those negative habits that are detrimental towards you. You're just constantly judging yourself. And I'm like, can I just accept myself for where I am? Yeah, of course I can improve. I want to add something. Do not confuse accepting oneself with condoning or allowing. Sure. They're two totally different yeah. things. Oh, absolutely. Because I know a lot of you guys out there, the reason why you don't accept yourself is because you don't think it's right. Accepting yourself is opening yourself up and being vulnerable to see yourself the way you are, which is the beginning of the path or the road to change. Absolutely. So don't confuse those two things. I just wanted to clear that up. Absolutely. Like, you know, I wasn't happy with the way I looked, you know, like I wasn't doing anything to make myself stronger or better physically because I know as I age, you know, the the muscles deteriorate and, you know, if I'm not working out or doing yoga or something like that, I was just feeling shitty about that. You know, I was beating myself up over it until you came to me and said like, hey, do you want to start like a workout regimen for the new year? I was like, yes, let's do this. And we've been doing it. We've been doing it regularly. And I've been feeling great. Not because I'm, you know, looking better or something. Because I'm doing something about it. Mm. Just that action is making me feel good about myself. Every time you do something to better yourself, like working out or choosing to skip on that bad meal or getting your, your eight hours of sleep or taking your multivitamin or even hugging a person that you love... That all those things are self-love. Right. Get ready. You know what the third pillar is for self-love? Is self-discipline. So all those things that you mentioned, skipping a bad meal, working out, getting sleep, drinking a lot of water, uh, you know, uh, meditating, gratitude, all of those things come out of discipline. If you, I I thought they came out of self-love. Right. But (laughs) the chicken or the egg, right? (laughs) (laughs) But I think if you do those three things, that's what self-love looks like. Because for me, self-love is this abstract idea, right? Someone's telling you about a car, you know, but then what kind of car, what brand of car, which make, which model, you know, I I feel like the the pillars of self-love, at least for me, out of all the reading that, that I've done, out of research that I've done, because every time I go to ask someone, and I've actually asked this to my therapist, I've asked this to other coaches that I find on Instagram, I was like, what does self-love look like? And they can't explain it. And after reading all of that, this is the conclusion that I've come to, and it's very fitting for me. I was like, oh, I need to forgive myself of the past, I need to accept myself where I am right now, and I need to better myself, and that comes out of discipline. Mm. Those three things together is what makes self-love for me. It's very similar to mine. Mine are becoming aware of yourself, then accepting yourself, and then manifesting the life you want because you don't have yourself dragging you back or kicking your ass. Right. Yeah, absolutely. But I like how you've broken them down. So all you out there listening... Your practice 
for for this upcoming week is choose one. Do something that is going to make you feel better, like skipping the bad meal, having more vegetables, drinking water, oh, water, yeah. water, <laughs> water. <laughs> that's the biggest form of self-love if I had to. That's just... Yeah we, yeah, we could have a podcast on water. Oh, absolutely. And, and I was, I definitely want to give them one exercise. I mean, the, those things are great that you mentioned, but I would say, is there something that you've been holding on to and you're not forgiving yourself for? Mm. Forgive yourself for that. Yeah, write it on a piece of paper and burn that yeah. MF down. <laughs> <laughs> Can you let it go? Yeah. Because we all make mistakes. I mean, we weren't come here to be perfect, and our lives are not perfect. What are the three questions? Can you let it go? Yes or no? Are you willing to let it go? Yes or no? When would you like to let it go? Right. Just do it. Just do it. Exactly. <laughs> and if you're not ready to let it go today or tomorrow, or even in an hour from when you're you know, having that conversation with yourself... It's okay. That's when you accept yourself for where you're at. Mm. Shout out to the Sedona Method. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Hildowatsky. <laughs> My what's self love to me? Um, doing this podcast, uh, waking up before anybody else is up, and doing my workout routine. Um, what else is self love to me? Playing music because it fills my heart. Um, taking time and doing hobbies that I really enjoy. I love to play golf and I, I love to do art from here and there and um, finding ways to give back to my family and the ones I love. Those mm. are those are all forms of self-love to me. And this New Year's, I've made it my point to, to find and to find more creative ways to give because the more I could give, the more love I show to myself and the more ways the universe finds to give love right back. And right. I, I'm seeing it. It's night and day. And I'm I'm freaking loving it. Yeah. It's filling my heart with joy, filling my heart with love. And that's the energy that I wanna create the reality that I am part of right now. It's beautiful. It's so beautiful. I don't think I could put it any better than that. <laughs> but, I mean, all the things that you said, yes, they, they're all part of self-love. And, and I feel like it's not something you do a day of a week or a month. This is a daily practice. A now practice. Yeah, it's a now practice because every time I see myself, uh, you know, when we started our workout routine, I was like, I'm going to be off sugar. That's self-love for me, you know, like doing something that's going to make my body healthy, not just in the moment. I know if I give that up 10 years from now, I'm going to be thanking myself. Mm -hmm. And, you know, this the workout practice 10 years from now, I'm going to be thanking myself. My meditation practice, I just I'm grateful for that every day because I can see how I grow in awareness each day with that meditation practice. The journaling practice. The journaling practice. The gratitude Absolutely. practice. Absolutely. Dude, there's so many practices that... You know, it's, it's funny. I was at uh, class yesterday, salsa class, <laughs> and I was Mongo talking... Mongo salsa? <laughs> and I was talking to this lady and she was telling me like how she drives to uh, gym in the morning and that 
she just does her affirmations and gratitude while she's driving. And I was like, wow, that's so beautiful. That is so incredible that you try to combine all your workout, you know, your workout routine with other things that will just set you up for the day. My morning routine includes spiritual books. Like I do, I was on this practice of doing A Course in Miracles. Then I'll, I'll find other material that is uplifting that fills up my soul. I want to be connected to that. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. So your homework for the week, what is their homework for the week? Drink some water. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, I, I think express self-love. And it could be kinesthetic, visual, audio. See yourself doing something that expands that love. Do something that expands that love. And just do something that brings you the greatest amount of excitement. Just do it. You don't, you don't know how long you're going to be around this beautiful earth. So start making it a point to do something that excites you, that makes you feel alive and do it. And it could be your, what, your meditation, your drinking of water, your skipping of bad meals, your, your sleep. It could be all those things. But you have one in specific that you wanted the audience to do, right? Well, the thing is that I always think about this, and I started this practice very recently. What is the one thing I could start doing today that future me is just going to be ecstatic that I started that practice? Exfoliating. joking aside you know and i think the the workout routine is something that i can see like 10 years from now i'll be like thank you thank you past me for starting this workout routine and keeping it going and being consistent and showing up i love you i love you that you started this and i can't thank you enough or my meditation practice or my gratitude practice so pick any one of those where you feel like five years down the road ten years down the road you're going to look back at that routine that consistency that you created with this practice and you're just going to be like i love you well done (laughs) so this is the emotional compass I'll be all speaking. <laughs> and this is Bodhi. Until next time. Please leave a review and sign up. Yes, please do. Subscribe, rate, review, all of those things. And, and tell your it. friends. And share it. Tell your friends. Tell the people that you love. Yes. Yeah, make that part of your uh, self-love. Share this podcast. Share this podcast. I like that. <laughs>